0: You're listening to The Place Where Sports Opinions Collide. This is Dead in Sports. I'm your host, Kenneth B. Inch. Joining me is BZ430. B, what up?
3: What up, what up? And we got Ralph coming in momentarily, so he'll be in pretty soon.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Ralph wasn't with us last week. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Manny from the Technical File Podcast joined us, so make sure you guys check him out. Uh, definitely uh, a lot of sports opinions colliding last week on the show. And uh, we definitely got a lot of follow-up conversations to have with some of the ridiculousness that he was spitting uh, last week. But, um, but yeah, so definitely check him out. Check his show out. Also check out uh, Chris Platty, Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly uh, Hip Hop Talk uh, as well. The 12 Cow Podcast, the Mocha Comic Girl Podcast, uh subscribe to the Is the Might Still On Podcast. Brand new episode coming out uh net tomorrow um which will be Wednesday, March thirteenth, if you're listening to this late. And um <laughs> and uh and subscribe to Dead in Hip Hop, youtube.com slash Dead and Hip Hop and we're trying to get more and more shows uh coming your way. Not necessarily with us, but just with other people. Uh we, we just want to put out dope stuff, man, so um so yeah so stay tuned um (laughs) the reason why i was laughing because i was just when i was editing the show sunday Mm -hmm. um i don't know man i just be laughing at some of the stuff that we say uh when it was going back and we were talking about how babies smell when uh sophie brought that up
3: oh my god
0: yes oh
3: my god
0: (laughs) classic is the mic still on like those are the signature moments uh from the show and, and and everything else man but when we when we go off the rails like that, I don't think there's another show out here that can that can really deliver the way that that we are so mm-hmm. um so yeah, so y'all make you guys make sure you guys check that out so you'll know what uh what babies smell like when they're born <laughs> it's it's hilarious um anyway, so March madness is finally here, the field is set and as they do every year, there's some people that were on the bubble that didn't get in and people are upset about that. And, you know, there's some teams that, that maybe got in on strength of, I don't know, maybe a player. Uh, shout out to Oklahoma. Um, but, yeah, every year we seem to do this dance, um, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of the, the journey, it's part of the March Madness experience. But we're here tonight, and uh, we're leading off the show with the tournament. Uh, tonight as well so um, so we're going to start off with, with this um, B what up? looking at the <laughs> bracket what number one seed do you think will get bounced first and you're the college basketball expert you're the J Ballas of dead End sports I
3: don't watch it as religiously if as you said J Jay- <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I was to take uh, educated guest of the team, of the number one, the first, you know, cause usually when a tournament starts, okay, excuse the rant, but it's usually when a tournament starts, you know, we all, I know me personally, I know like a lot of sports analysts and fans or whatever of, of college basketball. We always look at who can be the, the first number one seed to get upset, who can get bounced. Cause me personally, I still want to see a 16 seed be the one seed in my lifetime. That still hasn't happened. We had a 15, Seed be the two seed, but we never ever in NCAA history had a 16 seed beat the one seed. But, um, looking at the brackets, you know, like I said, we always wonder who can be the first number one seed. It'd be boring if, if all number one seeds is a final four. You know, you, college, you know, the, the tournament, it, it always shakes stuff up. We always, stuff is always get shaken up in the NCAA tournament. I've been watching this thing for 25 plus years and we see, I've seen some crazy, crazy things happen in college basketball. But, um, Answer to answer your question, um, just based off looking at the uh brackets and everything, I think the first number one seed to possibly get bounced out of the tournament is Villanova. And I can see them losing to Villanova. A, yeah, I can see I the first one. I'm not saying, you know, yeah. I'm not, you know, I can see them being if if it was to be the first number one seed to go down, I would say Villanova just because of the road. If they can get possibility, because they play the winner of Virginia Tech in Alabama. Alabama looking real strong, man. And
0: College Sexton, man.
3: If if that can be that can definitely be the game. That that'd be the the, the round of um of 32 at that point. Um Bill Nova take care of their business against Rafford, who just won a, a play in game tonight against uh UNL UIL Brooklyn. Um so they playing Rafford. Rafford's Bill playing Rafford. And they take care of business, and then Virginia Tech, Alabama. I got Alabama winning that game, and then I got Alabama pulling off the first upset of knocking out the number one seed in Villanova. I I, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Or if if they get past them, I can see them getting knocked off by West Virginia. You know, I I I, don't, I just like I can see Villanova. They little they have the first few games can be mighty. It, it seems the scariest out of, you know, all the other number one seeds, you know, the first like two or three games. I so I me personally, I can see Villanova getting bounced out. The first number one seed
2: to mm-hmm. get
3: upset in the tournament. So that's 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 my pick. I'm that's my pick. I'm sticking with it.
0: Hmm. Damn man. Like what about what about you? Um I like Alabama. Uh Colin Sexton is 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 that dude. Um, I, I think he is, but I think that, um, I think Virginia, I think Virginia, Virginia could be the first team to go out. Um, they, or report just broke. At least I just saw it, uh, you know, before we, we got on and, um, and they already lost one of their players to a broken wrist. And that happened three days ago. And, um, and Deandre Hunter. Um, so he's out for the rest of the rest of the season and, uh, he won't be able to play again from 10 to 12 weeks. We're talking about a team that, yeah, they're great defensively, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, B, I don't even think they were ranked, uh, when the season started. Right. And, and here they are at, as the number one seed. Now I understand that they, uh, give up 53 points a game and that they haven't allowed a team they to scrappy, score 70 man. points. Them
3: guys are scrappy. I know that's I saw a scratch him play. Team. But it, look just look at they path though. They path they I mean unless unless you know cuz Kentucky been really looking iffy. Um lately. they don't
0: look good this year. Yeah. yeah, they
3: don't look good. I can possibly see them getting upset about Davidson. I think I actually got them losing to Davidson cuz Davidson, man, them boys they got a 6-8 power forward. That dude is like a broke man dirts and whiskey. And in college, that's good.
0: Hey, <laughs> so Aldrich
3: yeah, yeah, man. I, they, they, they can definitely. I can see them definitely be in that 12 seed because normally 12 seeds is always be on the upset alert for knocking out a fifth seed. So I can see Davidson knocking out Kentucky that first game and, and and edging on out. And then you know, you know, Virginia. If they if they if they get to the Sweet 16, they probably won't see Arizona until Sweet 16. Then I can see them losing that game, especially with the with the key injury. So. Yeah, man, you know, it's 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 interesting. I, I I forgot about the injury, so that kinda shakes things up a little bit, but I just think Villanova path is a little tougher than Virginia's. Well at least the know, first two games.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it is like so I really do like the uh the Villanova pick. I just wanted to get a folks something different. Because like I said, Colin Colin sets the man. If you guys haven't seen watched this guy play, Y'all are missing out. This dude this dude can straight up ball and he he carried the team and they uh he was the difference maker in, in that win over over the uh Auburn, who was the number one seed in in, in that conference uh, during the tournament. So um he can give them problems. Um but it's him and and I mean they got other guys that can play, but it's mm-hmm. really just him. <laughs>
2: So, uh, yeah, and
3: just just to uh, yeah. piggyback off the point you made, yeah, the the uh, and the, when the season started, yeah, Virginia wasn't even ranked top twenty five when the season started. Mm-hmm. They were like right at that thirty rank. But usually with N double with the college basketball whenever you, whenever they showed the rankings for the preseason, they always do the top twenty five. So anything past twenty five, you really pretty much ain't considered ranked. <laughs> so yeah, Virginia they wasn't ranked going into this coming into this NAAC, you know, this upcoming basketball season, they wasn't.
0: Now, I wish we had a chance to see more of Michael Porter Jr. because I think that that too. that second round matchup uh for Xavier uh, against Missouri with him back could could potentially lead to an upset. Um but I just I haven't seen him play enough. I don't know much about him. I just know that you know, he's one of the top players top freshman he was going to be one of the top freshman freshmen in the uh in the ncaa this year so um but still man talent is, is one thing and i know xavier has have their fair share of, of talent as well but um but yeah because they got um and maybe i'm thinking about somebody else who's they got plume uh blew it blew it blew it trevon yeah. blew it yeah 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 yeah. who, who can play so um and they got some experience so i think they um you know overall they should win that game but um but yeah i mean when you look at how it shapes out like yeah you're right virginia won't see um arizona until like the sweet team. but um so alabama is probably poised for the the upset more than the other teams because i don't see kansas losing to Seton hall and nc state or um or even Xavier possibly losing Missouri but but yeah so but if every if if everything holds and i i i think Virginia, man i i just don't i think Aiden's going to be a problem i think Aiden's going to be a problem uh if they get I'm there. looking
3: forward to even, even though um i got them <laughs> getting upset it possibly i am looking forward to seeing what uh uh Mikhail Bridges do out in Villanova mm.
2: see if mm-hmm. he's going to step
3: up and I'm also interested, if possible, if teams take care of business, we might have a Oklahoma versus Duke in the second round. Um, Trey Young, you know, uh, uh, Marvin Bagley, you know, the two marquee players who's going in, possibly, we're going to assume in this upcoming draft, going to be, you know, maybe top top five guys to get drafted in the NBA, possibly playing against each other. But let's not sleep on Rhode Island, though. Rhode Island they them, they got some crafty crafty point guards guards in just in general um mm-hmm. so that's going to really be an interesting matchup between Oklahoma and Rhode Island but you know it would be interesting to see see how they handle against the sharp shoot, uh uh college like Trey Young man that that's going to be interesting and you know I know me you talked about this guy before um DeAndre Ayton from Arizona you know it's just, those those big guys man this is like that's one thing I like about you know the big, the big, the big dance is like, you know, we we look at the marquee players, and then sometimes you always get those players that come out of nowhere end up balling out, and we be like, wait a minute, how come we haven't heard from this dude all year? And like, you know, he, he he's having this coming out party. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, the um other guy for Arizona too, Al- uh, Alonzo a uh, Trier. Alonzo Alonzo Trier with Arizona. Man, this is this is gonna be fun, man. Uh, uh, Javon Carter from West Virginia.
0: Yes. Yeah, I like him.
3: So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, him. Um, a uh, guy from St. Mary's, Jock, Jock Landale. Jock Landale is another another good one, man. It's 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 gonna be some it's gonna be some nice ones out here. Wichita State got a, a, a Landry Sh- uh, Shamick. Shamick. I think I'm saying his name right. Um, so yeah, it's just goodness gracious. I I I love it, man. I love this time of the year, man. We got college, NCAA tournament. T- the field of 64, really, the field of 72, because you had the, the the four playing games. But, yeah, the field of 64, once we start into the Thursday games, man. I, days like this is which I can just take off work. I should just take off work on Thursday and Friday and just stay at home at, at noon and just watch games all day, man. Like, that's – I love this time of the year. Um, but I'm sorry. I was just going on a tangent and stuff, talking about players and guys I was interested in seeing.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. You good. Um So, speaking of of Oklahoma, um, because I know we we have the potential to see that matchup, and it's a matchup that everybody wants to see, Bagley versus Young. But if we're going to keep it all the way 100, like Oklahoma, first of all, um, never should have gotten in the tournament because they can't win a game. And to your point about Rhode Island. A lot of people are saying
3: that. A lot of people are saying that but they that's why they attempt seed though that's why they that's why they seed so low
0: yeah yeah and 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 i I agree with the seeding but i I think what was funny is that when they were talking about them being on the bubble, I had a feeling that they were going to put them in mainly because what what this league sort what this year sort of has is it has like these these stars that they've been promoting michael Porter Bagley Colin setson was the guy that that people were looking at. Uh, Trey Young versus on the scene. So they have all of these guys that they uh, Kevin Knox is another one, like that they want to put out there. So for me if you're looking at, and what I've been hearing about just this season overall is that, you know, there's no really, no, no real clear favorites, and that is uh the parity is there, and that is quote-unquote wide open um for a lot of the mid-major teams and stuff like that. So if, if that's the case, and you don't have a, a team that's that's the clear cut favorite um over everybody else, then you kinda need to bump it up a little bit. So you would put a guy like Trey Young on there who's been on TV damn near every 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 game that, that every night that he played. Right. So um so that's gonna do well for their ratings because you know, you kinda need that. And he if I think about this year in college basketball, he is the one star that I can think about that everybody knows. Everybody who talked about Trey Young all year long. They didn't talk about Colin Sexton that much or Bagley that much or yep. any of these other guys. It was Trey Young, mainly because he reminds people of Steph Curry. And that was it. So he was their premier star. The star. They had to have him in, in, in the tournament. So I think that's why they got in. And that's when it comes down to, like, stars. Right. And, yeah, that's
3: the, that, that star power, man. Mm-hmm. That's, it was like. How can you have an NCAA tournament and not have one of the most talked about stars throughout this college, you know, basketball season? And Trey Young. Let right. me ask you this though: uh-huh. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you two different teams. One is in a tournament, and the other one is not. One team is 19 and 14 and went eight and 10 in a conference. The overall record is 19 and 14, eight and 10 in the conference. They not in. Another team, eight and 10 in a conference, 18 and 13. But they got in. Which team you taking in?
0: Uh the team with that's nineteen <laughs> It has nineteen wins.
3: Okay, and the reason reason why I ask you that is because those that scenario is Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is not in. <laughs> but we got Oklahoma in. Oklahoma was the eight and ten, you know, two games under five hundred in their conference, and they overall record eighteen and thirteen oklahoma state eighteen eight and ten conference nineteen and fourteen mm. overall record they're not in so it just goes to your point thats star yeah. power just the, the star power
0: so so while we're we're on that why do you think u s c was left out of the tournament u s c yeah the the trojans
3: oh man because I mean, I know, know they play think,
0: out west. I don't know if you got a chance to really see them a lot, but I, I'm hearing yeah, a lot of people. Him a, cr-
3: I saw them a couple, a few times. Um, wasn't nothing too like amazing about it. I just got, I forgot, to, I forgot to look at their record and see what they record, like, what type of uh record did they have? Well, what um, what
0: the the conspiracy theory is that? Oh,
3: but you know what? Yeah. Why didn't they get in? Because now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna have to go and search and look. I think they won like plus twenty games. And normally normally when you win plus twenty, you that almost kind of guarantees you a spot in the sixty four. And I, I wanna say they, they was like thirteen and six or twelve and six in their conference, and their overall record is like twenty two or twenty three and ten. That mm-hmm. looked like a turn to me, just on paper with those two records, I would say they in the sixty four. They're in the field of sixty four. That's just me. And I know UCLA is in. They they're playing in the play in game. Um UCLA. And their record is actually, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, USC went twelve and six and twenty-three and eleven overall. Wow. And they're not in. But UCLA is playing in the play in game. They went eleven and seven and their record is twenty one and eleven. So that's a good question, man. I don't know why. I don't know why USC got holes. They got holes bad.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, and and you know, they they made it to the 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 championship game and they lost to Arizona, you know? Right. So, you know, they, they beat Oregon. Um, yeah. Oregon and, um, and the Beavers and, and they should have been in it. I mean, they, they blew out Oregon.
3: Yeah. And, and then, they <laughs> how, how was Arizona state playing in the playing game? They went eight and 10 in 20 and 11, but USC, USC was second in the U in the conference. They were mm-hmm. second in the, in the, in the pack, in the Pac 12. But you got UCLA and, and, and Arizona State getting a chance for the dance. You know what I'm saying? Dad! So ooh, here's man. The,
0: here's the conspiracy theory.
3: What's the, what, what is it?
0: They're saying that the teams that were left out, some of the Oklahoma State, which you brought up, USC and Louisville, are all part of the FBI investigation. And the only team that got in
2: –
0: well, not the only team. Well, no, I think it might be the only team. We're not 100% sure on this. Was uh was uh, Arizona, and they were just too good. You couldn't you can't leave them out. So, that's what people are suspecting. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if you make it to the final game, like the only way they would have got in is they would have had to beat Arizona to right. get into the tournament, and, and that was it. So – uh, joining us now is uh FIFO. What up, FIFO? Yo, 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 what it do? Yeah, I'm chilling,
1: you chilling, know, chilling. I'll be on mute, man. What's you know, up? What's I'll be good? having stuff happening in the background. I'm good. No, bro. It's all good.
3: How
0: y'all doing?
3: All right. Um, it's all good, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just getting started, man. We was uh, the first thing we were talking about was any potential uh. Well, we were picking the number one seed that we think will get upset first. Uh you have any insight on that?
1: Nope. And nope. Y'all, y'all uh, are
0: basketball uh, basketball
3: I'm gonna get. I'ma at least give you the teams though, people. Uh okay. Xavier number one seed, Kansas number one seed, Villanova number one seed, and Virginia number one seed.
1: Hmm. No, I, I caught I caught some of what y'all was saying uh, for the people y'all know I don't watch college ball like that. I just, I just be watching the, the the NBA stars. I I've always said it that that's I ain't changing that. But um I'm probably going to have to go UVA. Um for for the same reasons Ken said, uh they're primarily a defensive team and I have yet to see, you know, uh a defensive team go all the way and like Ken said, one of their one of their better players uh, has a broken wrist now. So that I think for me, just listening to, to all of the number one seeds, I think they're the one that's probably going to go down.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: Um, all right, cool. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, I know you don't really, uh, watch college basketball like that. So, um, uh... So it's, it's it's understandable. The people know they've been following the show for a while, they know. Uh you probably didn't catch it, but I call uh B the J Ballas
3: <laughs> of tennis uh, yeah, sports. He is. He is. Y'all, he y'all is. stupid man. <laughs> yeah, I Billis. was rent.
0: Billis, yeah. I said it right the first earlier,
3: time. Earlier, uh people I was on I was on the rent. Yeah, I was I was rent earlier. <laughs> I feel
0: you. But go I ahead. Feel you. Uh all right, so um back to the tourney, uh B. So, uh, um, low C. So who, who's your low C pick? Who's your lower C that you think will make the Cinderella, Cinderella run this year? Who you got?
3: Um, low C picks. I can see, I would say Providence. They, 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 Providence. I think they can be like a Cinderella squad. Um, Davison again. I mentioned them before. I can see them being a Cinderella squad that can like. I'm talking about that's gonna shock people. Like I can see them beating. You know, we we've seen crazy things happen this tournament. Davison beat Kentucky. Then they turn around beat Arizona in the second round. Like we were gonna people would lose their freaking minds if if stuff like that happened because we've seen teams go on bracket busters. So I definitely think Davidson can be a bracket buster. Um, Providence can be a bracket buster. Um, uh, New Mexico State can be a bracket buster and uh, my final one i have one more team I have one more team and uh South Dakota State can be a bracket buster
0: South Dakota State And they are 13
3: 12 13 12 12 most of them are like 13 and 12 seeds so I don't You think know they're I, like really I, lower or
0: higher Yeah, I've been looking at that that uh South Dakota State Ohio State matchup um and I, I've been leaning towards picking South Dakota State uh to win that game uh it's it's just a gut feeling uh I'll be honest I haven't watched a lot of I will be honest I haven't watched any South Dakota State uh games uh at, so I, I I'm not speaking from a place of its, of experience uh so don't go by anything that I've said <laughs> and honestly I
3: know we talking about South, Only time I watched South Dakota State was during the, um during their conference tournaments The conference play, you know, the the conference, because you know, most of those lower, the lower, you know, the mid-major conferences, it's like if you win that tournament, you win. It ain't no at-large, like you know, like a Big Ten or Pac-12 or you know, SEC or anything like that. Like the those smaller conferences, man, those less known conferences, if those teams be playing their asses off because they're trying to get in, it's like they know the winner of this tournament, they getting in. So yeah, I, I like watching those smaller those smaller uh, mid major school, you know, tournaments cuz they be <laughs> they be they be laying it all out in the court, man. I love it. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, they're they're, they're, my back, they're, they're playing for more. Um but yeah, that's that's typically what I do, man. I try to prepare. I just start watching the uh the tournament games uh leading up to the um uh uh the um March Madness, tournament. but yeah. Yeah, but um but yeah, um yeah, I just I just haven't seen them, and And what I was going to say is that you know, I know we were talking about potential one seeds being upset. Uh, we're not saying that the, these are going to happen, so don't don't go out there and fill your bracket, <laughs> fill, fill your bracket out talking about Dan in Sports said, nah. <laughs> we're just giving you our thoughts on who could potentially be upset in the first round. But for me, man, I'm looking at um, I really got two. Like right now, I got Charleston over Auburn because I just didn't like what I saw. Um, you know when they played against Alabama, like they just completely fell apart in the second half, and they just didn't they just didn't impress me, so I think they could probably get got and the um uh, and the other team and the other team man duke has all the talent in the world they really do and um but some they just fall apart, and it just some of their losses are just unheard of that they've had this year. Um, with the talent that they have, um, I'm looking at Oklahoma to win that sec- that second round matchup over Duke, man. I, I, wow, I, is I, he saying
3: Trey Young going to shoot them out? I,
0: I I don't know,
3: man. I just got a feeling, man.
0: I, now they don't have a lot of talent around him, and and a lot of like
3: yeah, Bagley going Bagley going to be Bre- gonna them, them uh, big fellas going to be barbecue chicken. Uh, yeah, from Marvin and Carter
0: Carter Jr. Yeah. yeah they, they're gonna kill him. They, they they're gonna kill him. And Oklahoma lacks uh talent besides Trey Young. And what a lot of experienced guards have done against him is uh they've been able to, to take him out. But um but those 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 younger guards that don't like the freshmen, you know, I, I think I think it, I think he could probably have his way w- with them. Like when they played against uh West Virginia and and what is his name? Jaron Carter?
3: Jaron Carter, yeah. Man. Yes he he yeah. just
0: he, he just completely took him out the game <laughs> and Trey Young had no answers and he's been struggling because a lot of teams have have really just fixated on him but um but I don't know man i i so i i think they could potentially do it don't quote me on that y'all um and the other one that I'm looking at is uh where are they uh jesus where are they um it was them and Huh, I can't find them. Oh, Alabama, Alabama, um, off the strength of Colin Sexton. I mean,
3: so, I mean, but they. I see when you think when you say like Cinderella, I'm thinking like thinking? double digit seeded, oh. like like the thirteen, fourteen seeded team, like somebody that you know. Alabama, we were kind of you know if they make a run that that wouldn't be super that surprising, other than the fact that they you know potentially a knockout. Right. Over, you know, but yeah, other than that,
0: right. I mean, but that would be huge to to take out Villanova. I, I think that would be I think that would be something. But when you when you put it in when you frame it that way, then then yeah. But I mean, B they're one spot away from being a double digit team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, I know. <laughs>
0: um, and maybe I'll give you another one. Maybe uh, uh, New Mexico State. How about that? How about y'all take that one? Uh, but do your research. Um, Anyway, I think we already talked about teams that were on the bubble, uh, USC, and 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 um, we talked about Oklahoma and how they got in uh, just off the strength of Trey, Trey Young. Make look, understand us. That's how they got in. There's no secret about it. Um,
3: no secret. None. Yeah. None whatsoever.
0: And we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm going to bring it back up. Uh, players to look for in the tourney. Like, uh, I know you mentioned some guys uh, before, but – uh, was there anybody else that you are looking uh to see or watch in the tournament um, this year? Yeah,
3: I wanna, you know, keep it keep it hometown. Um I, I do wanna see what Miles Bridge is gonna do this tournament because you know last season he had a decision to either go pro or come back again. And he decided to come back again. I think he felt that the Spartans can have a chance to make a run and you know, win it all. So I wanna see is he gonna play with that hunger and that and that fierce competitive. That I- I know he can play with and mm-hmm. try to take Michigan State to the, to the final four or, or, you know better, to the championship. So I, I want to see him. I'm going to keep my eye on him. I'm going to keep my eye on Luke May from uh, North Carolina. See really? See what he's going to be doing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I, if I had to choose between Duke and North Carolina, I'm choosing North Carolina. Um, wait, wait, also, wait, wait, I'm, wait,
2: wait, uh, wait. wait. I think why
3: was that? Him. North Carolina?
0: Yeah, why would you pick North Carolina over Duke?
3: I just, I don't like Duke. Duke is oh, a okay,
0: team. Okay. Yeah, I just can't stand oh, Duke. I just okay.
3: don't like Duke at all. I thought like, that was a
0: basketball reason. Okay. No, no,
3: no. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't like Duke. Like, whenever it comes to, like, when they talk about the rivalry of North Carolina and Duke, I just pray that North Carolina, you know, wax them or whatever. But, um, um, you mentioned them, Colin Sa- Saxon. You know, I always want to see the, the point guards, you know, see see them, uh, do good in the tournament. Um, Gary Clark from Cincinnati, um, 6'8. Pretty versatile, uh, big fella. You know, playing at that power forward position, that uh, that, that playing using that stretch for uh, position. Um, and who else? Uh, Car- uh Carson Edwards from uh, Purdue. Uh, definitely want to see him. That's that's another guy I'm looking forward to checking out in the uh, tournament. Player that I got.
2: And
3: I think that's it. I mean, like y'all say I mentioned guys earlier in the show. I was looking looking forward to seeing, but yeah, that's more.
0: Yeah, I don't um yeah, I look, you named some players that that I'm going to have to uh, keep an eye on as well cuz I haven't I haven't had a chance to see uh play this year, but for me man it's is obviously Trey Young, um Bagley Jr, uh what he did to North Carolina in their win in the second half was was nuts. He just he single-handedly uh beat them. Um uh uh you know, I, I, I'm i really starting to take to him a lot. Um, I, I like how he performed. Uh, Jaron Carter, man, it's just, you know, he's just a guy that's been around, you know, for some years, and I just, he's scrappy. I just like the way he, he carries himself on the court and the way he plays the the game. So, um, so not a, a superstar like that, but, you know, if, if you just like, um, he's just one of those guys that, I don't know, I just... He just stood out to me and I just like watching him play. Um uh, whenever he's on the court. Uh let's see. Um Michael Bridges, I want to watch him play. And uh and definitely uh uh um what's the guy from Michigan State? Uh Miles Bridges. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, that that's my dude, man. I, I like him a lot, too. And uh the last guy I I want to watch play is is Ayton because Ayton man is a man amongst boys. And I think he's the best player in the tournament. And I think he should be the number one draft lot, draft pick in the upcoming uh NBA draft. Um and I think now you got a chance to really, really make some noise in in the tournament. So for me it's just a lot of superstars. Oh, I'm gonna give you one more Grayson Allen. Grayson ah, Allen. Ah, your boy. That's your boy. That's my boy, That's man. Your boy. Grayson Allen is my boy. <laughs> he's had a quiet year, which I think he needed. Um, I think he kind of hurt himself coming back. Um, but at this, it, it's really a catch-22 because there was just so much negative attention around him that coming out would have been a bit, bit of a risk. But he's kind of fallen off the map a little bit by coming back because – I guess when you really think about it, what do we talk about with him was, was the stuff that he was doing, but he's been involved in two incidents, uh, late in the season. So I think the Mets may be coming undone. So, um, but that, that's my boy, man. So I definitely want to see him play and that's it. That's all I got. So, uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's the, uh, dead in sports, NCAA 20 tournament preview. Um, B, have you picked your final four
3: yet? Oh, you you, you want me to get my final four now, huh? I mean, I got my bracket. I mean, I, I got my I got my bracket. D, here. Do do we normally do it now? Or do we normally wait? I can't remember. I mean, I I guess we can. Yeah, but, let's you know, do it. We by the time the tournament start. Yeah, by the time the tournament starts, you know, it, it's starting up this Thursday, so we don't want to do it by next week. Got the teams already played. But um, my final four, I got um. You know, I, I hate to put them this far because every time when I do, I give them bad luck. But I got Michigan State coming out the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I usually, man, I usually every the t- the years that Michigan State done very, you know, did very well in the tournament. I had them like getting knocked out early, you know. So it's like every time when I pick them to to, to do good, they get bounced early. When I have them bounced early, they go to the Final Four. So it's just like ah, I just really think. I mean, just looking at their bra- you know, looking at where they're coming out of, I got their, I, I, I think they can they can they can make a run, man. I got them and I have um I got um Flo- I got Florida I mean not Florida um Purdue coming out the east. Um so you got you got two two big tens right there battling out against each other. And then for the uh West for the West I have um I have Xavier. That's probably yeah, I think I think Xavier the only number one seed I got in the final four. Um Xavier and then in my final in the South uh, division, South uh, region, I have Arizona. Ah, so so yeah, Arizona, Xavier, Michigan State, Purdue. That's my final Ari-
0: four. Arizona, Xavier, Michigan State, and Purdue. Okay, uh, I got Michigan State. I got them in the Final Four. I
2: know. Um, I, I,
3: I, I see. I'm not feeling <laughs> bad picking them.
0: I, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you were a curse, but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, but I got them. Um, I got Michigan going to the Final Four. Um, what?
3: And it's yeah. funny because both schools, Michigan and Michigan State, both of them they both three seeds in they in their region. That's funny. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I um, cause I, I had Michigan State and Xavier uh in, in the round of eight, but I I I think I think Michigan's gonna take it, man. Um. In the East, I didn't go with Purdue, man. I, I started to, but I, I think Villanova. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get back. Um, so yeah. So I got them in it. And like you, I got I got Arizona, man. I got Arizona in the Final Four. I, I think that um, once I, if, if if Virginia get popped, uh, well, I, I think I think I got Arizona beating Virginia. I think that's how it's gonna go down. And then after that you know it's, it i think they're they're going to get there so um so yeah Arizona Michigan Michigan State and Villanova those are my final four teams and um who who did you have pick winning at all who,
3: win Did it you pick all? a winner? Yeah, did you pick a winner? Yet? Yeah, I did. I, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> you did it. Didn't you? What? I did what? Who
0: you got? Who you got going to the final?
3: I had <laughs> i had mich i had michigan state um in the finals playing against arizona and i had arizona winning
0: i have the same matchup but i have michigan state winning I so you michigan got michigan state, state winning
3: it all mm-hmm. yeah i got i got arizona winning it all i, th- I think i think uh I think uh, DeAndre Aiden, I think this is going to be his coming out party. I I think this is going to – like you said, you feel like he's the overall number one draft pick. I think this tournament, he's going to definitely prove why he he should go number one. I think he's going to dominate. He's going to be too too big for them boy.
0: Miles Bridges versus uh, Aiden, man, you can sell that. You can sell that, man.
3: Yeah, NBA you could, yeah, you got to get that, that decide that that had a chance to go to the NBA. He would have been, he would have easily been top three draft pick, top three, top four draft pick if he'd have decide to come back, uh, you know, to, to, to play again for Tom Izzo. And, you know, yeah, you could sell that real easy. So, yeah, yeah I got, I, I got I, Michigan State versus Arizona and Arizona winning. I know all my folks, all my Michigan State folks is listening, like, B, how can you pick against me? No, I'm just. Michigan State, they get into the big. They're gonna get there, but they going they gonna fall a little short, man. They, I think Arizona gonna be too much.
0: You know what's 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 interesting is like both of these teams have been mired in some kind of scandal this year, <laughs> you know, and it, you know so we'll we'll see if it go down uh, that way. But um, I mean, you know, Arizona, man, they they like if they get there, it it'll, it'll really be off for Aiden because Sean Miller finds ways to lose games uh in in the tournament so but and that's why I got I'm going with Tom Izzo over Sean Miller so and they both have top five NBA talent on the on the team so it comes down to coaching so we'll see we will see so so that's it um I think we're going to do a bracket this year so we're going to uh open that up I'll hit up Cal and see if he'll he'll go ahead and set that up for us so you guys can play with us um, you guys got lucky last year that CBS jacked me up, and I didn't get a chance to get in. So, uh, but my bracket was busted after the first day. So, anyway, um, on to the NFL, man. Like a lot, a lot has been happening. Um, a lot of signings, a lot of cuts. Like we talking about, like brand names, like guys that we know. Um, Jordy Nelson was, got released by the Packers. The Packers signed Jimmy Graham, which is crazy. So, Rodgers and Jimmy Graham playing together. Uh, Bridgewater is going to the Jets, which is dope. Case Keenum. Case Keenum is going to the Minnesota Vikings. No, I mean to the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. I, uh, that, that is... I don't think that fits their... That that solves their issues. Um As a matter of fact, I don't think it's a good signing at all. I, I think they would have done better to just get somebody out of the draft. Uh what do you guys think about Keenum going to the Broncos? Do you guys think it's it's um you guys think they'll probably still take a quarterback and just using him to get get over get through this year? Kind of like what um what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Alan Smith and Pat Mahomes or or what? Is this a good move for them?
1: Yeah. No, come on, come on, come on, like, like the deals for what two years, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not a long term deal. He's a stopgap quarterback. That's that's just what he is. You know, like, hey, make your money. You know, at the end of the day, it's a business, and people have positions to play, and that's what Case Keenum is right now. He's a stop back. He's a stopgap quarterback. Ain't nobody gonna give this man six seven year deal. Yeah, that's just not what he is. So I think they would be foolish not to take a quarterback in this uh, quarterback late in draft, um, you know, and just use Case Keenum for right now. You know, let let the youngin uh figure it out, you know, um, get acclimated with the NFL, the speed of the NFL. And, you know, look, everybody gets hurt. Right. So if Case Keenum goes down, he'll get his he'll get a little bit of taste of the real, you know, real deal live game. And if Case Keenum sucks, you're going to get that same taste. So I, I I think that that's the best move. I don't think uh, John Elway has made bad moves in the front office. Uh, I think he, he's, he's been pretty solid. So I'm i going to trust it. I'm going to trust that he will take a quarterback, and he did for case keynote. I think that's the smartest move out there because in the NFL, you don't want to – it's not like the NBA where you can be bad for several years. You You have to be able to contend, and in the NFL – you can contend pretty darn quickly, whether it's through the draft or through free agency. You know, you can you can turn a season. You can go from like a like a sub 500 team to, you know, Super Bowl contender in one year. you know, just depending on who you draft and and who you have playing quarterback and things of that nature. But um, no, I, th- I think it's a smart move by by signing Case Keenum, at, at, at least for the contract.
2: Hmm.
0: You agree with that, B?
3: Uh yeah yeah I do I mean you know I, I I he was going to stay in Minnesota but you know he's still kind of in a good in a good position over at Denver they still have a solid defense you still got you know solid running game multiple running backs for running game and offense solid so I, I you know I thought that was a pretty good move for uh, Case Keenum you know I think it's gonna open up the door for um for uh Kirk Cousins to possibly go to Minnesota
0: oh Kirk Cousins is in Minnesota so now that you brought that up. Since that's a good move, you think uh, Kirk Cousins going to Minnesota for uh, eighty-six million over three years is that a good move for him or the Vikings?
3: Better than if he, if... yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, better than you know him going to the Jets for more money and for a, 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 a for a bad organization that's just in a in a shithole right now. So yeah, I think Minnesota. That that was the only. I mean, that was only damn near the best option for him to go to was the Minnesota. They in the winning situation, you know. the Division is not too tough, not super tough. I mean, you know, I ain't worried about the Lions. The Bears still trying to figure it out, even though he just signed. They got them a receiver now, Allen Robinson. But um, you know, in Green Bay, you know, it's however far Aaron Rodgers take them. So yeah, uh, you know, I think I think he I think he's now he's gonna be playing in the in the um in the dome.
1: So
0: yeah. 86 yeah, mil I, 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 guaranteed.
3: I, 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 damn. Yeah. I mean that's 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 the going rate right, then pretty much. I mean that's the market value.
0: Well they're 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 signing him for a Super Bowl because I think in their minds they're they're thinking, well, Case Keenum got us this far. Um imagine what we could do with Kirk Cousins, who you know will probably take a little bit more risk. Um with with the football than um than Case Keenum with, I, I would say has a little bit more talent than than Case Keenum, but for me, I, I think it's all about system and I hope they give Cousins a system he can work with because, you know, while I think Kirk Cousins may be, you know, a, a bit above Case Keenum at the same time, I, I still think they're essentially the same guy. And I don't know if he's enough to get them to the Super Bowl and enough to win it. Can Case Keenum do what Nick Foles did? And I think the way Nick Foles did it is with the coaching that he had. So is do they have the coaching that can do that? So for me, you know, I don't know. With that defense and that, I guess, quote-unquote running game, because I think McKinnon's out of there. Oh, no, no. Dalvin Cook will be back. Maybe, but we'll see. I mean, you got a quarterback for three years, and I think it's this window that you think you have with the talent that you have. Um, can you guys win a Super Bowl in the next three years? And I think that's what they're uh, that's what they're banking on. Clearly, giving this guy eighty six million. Um, you 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 like that signing, uh, FIFo? Yeah,
1: you. When I saw that, I was surprised. I, I I didn't I didn't think Kirk Cousins was considering Minnesota and Minnesota. Uh, considering Kirk Cousins, um, I I I think it's a smart move. And the reason why is that defense uh, and Mike Zimmerman. I I think um, Kirk Cousins has proven over his time in Washington, he could put up numbers. Uh, He's a little bit Tony Romo-esque when it comes to making, you know, boneheaded plays in, in, in the most crucial time of the game uh, not, I, I wouldn't say as bad but I think with a defense like that um they they, they have Stefan Diggs right Yeah and uh yeah, yeah. Stefan Diggs yeah They got Stephon Diggs um um I, I I I I I like what they got going um you know obviously Minnesota wanted to move off from Chetty Bridgewater with um his his injuries Sam Bradford the man of glass you know he, he's moved on he's went to Arizona um so i i like it like who 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 else were they gonna get um they made the playoffs last year obviously they were gonna have a high draft pick um i don't know if one of the uh what is it four or five quarterbacks may have landed in their spot mm-hmm. and if if they do you, you know if you really like the guy i say you still take them uh because what they only signed them for three years correct yep Three years again. That's that. That's not that. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees type of contract. Even though Drew Brees just signed a short term deal, he old as hell. So you know, you get it. But um, you know, I, I I don't know if even Minnesota is one hundred percent invested into Kirk Cousins. I, I still think I, I I still would drop the quarterback. You know, because I think Kirk Cousins is middle of the road, but closer to the top than he is that that middle path. You know, uh, I think he's definitely better than average, but I don't think he's a franchise guy. You know, and I think if you feel that you can draft a franchise guy or mold a guy in this draft into a franchise guy, you still draft the quarterback. Um, I, I, I think that I think that's the smartest thing, man. I think when you have these guys that you're not willing to sign for five years, then you then that means you don't have a quarterback. You, you don't have a franchise quarterback because I, I guarantee you Carolina is going to re-sign Cam Newton for, for whatever, however length of time, right? We, we know who the franchise guys are and I don't think Kirk Cousins is one of those guys. So you still dropped another quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I think in their minds, we got this far with Case Keenum. So, you know, imagine if we got somebody that's a, a, a slightly above, uh, his level, who knows what could happen? And let's be real, let's be completely well. No, no, no. They they lucked up and won that game uh, against the Saints. I was actually thinking the Saints uh, were. Uh, I had that one backwards, but um, but nevertheless, uh, they got their guy. I think the market that yeah, they just didn't really have anybody. I mean, Bridgewater is unreliable. Sam Bradford is unreliable, and Case Keenum just left. So, and Case Keenum probably signed with Denver. Uh, after he found out that they were not going to uh, resign him, and they were probably going to get Kirk Cousins, so um, so we'll see how this play out. But um, you wasn't on last last week, Ralph. But I, I said, well, if Minnesota win, we'll talk about him. But I think this is probably be the last time we really talk about Kirk Cousins as much as we have over the last couple of years. Um, so so yeah, so uh, two more signings that I, I thought were really interesting. And uh one we'll get back to what you we were talking about um what you were about to talk about Sunday uh Raph, with R- Richard Sherman going to the the 49ers and then the Rams um picking up uh who, wait, hold on where is my notes uh with the Rams uh then they get they got uh uh Tlaib, right the Rams let me see here huh yeah, they I, don't
3: know, I know. I know
0: Kansas City it, is loaded bro. now. Man, bruh, like, yeah. yeah. But
3: saw so the Rams though. You said saw so the Rams. Lost... You you sounded far away, people. You said what?
1: My bad. Yeah, I said saw so the Rams. The the Rams are super loaded.
0: But yeah, I, I gotta, think I'm they're not... gonna fall off though. I think losing Sammy Why? Watkins, I, I think Jared Jerry Goff is gonna take a step back. I think, uh, even though he didn't throw it to Sammy Watkins a lot, um, I think losing that threat, I think, is going to cause him to, to scale back a little bit. I know they still got girly, but you know they didn't impress me last year. So I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not buying it. I don't see what you see, Ralph.
1: Man, look, I I think I think, um, hold on, I'm, I'm trying I'm, try, I'm trying to pull up um the the draft picks coming up this year at wide receiver because I think that's what they're gonna do. I think they're going to uh draft a wide out. Um and, and, and here and here's the thing. Uh what was the quarterback name I just forgot that damn quick. Um Jared, Jared Goff. Goff? I, I, I I like Jared Goff. Uh I think that first year and a half was an anomaly. I think Derek Fisher um that's his name, right? Not Derek. Uh what's his name? Uh
0: Mave, Sean Mayve
1: no, 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 the, the coach Fisher. they had before, Fisher. Yeah, yeah Fisher. but what's his first name? Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher. God, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. But uh, Jeff Fisher, man, I, I I think he damn near derailed Jared Goff's career. Uh, I think he has tremendous arm talent. I think, obviously, above the shoulders is only going to get better with more experience. Um, he's, he, he's pretty accurate. Uh, doesn't have the super big arm, but has a big enough arm. I, I like Jared Goff, man. I, I think with or without Sammy, he's going to be fine. I think that you can always draft wide receiver talent that can come in and, and produce right away. Um, obviously, they still have Trayvon Austin, which is a spark plug. Use them in multiple ways. I, 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 I like the Rams, man. And acquiring a key to leave and Marcus Peters, man, I, I, I think they arguably, I'm not saying that 100% concretely, but they arguably have the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. Uh I think I I think that's that that's gonna be tough. They already they already got um what's the defensive tackle name? Um super big dude, been pro bowl since a rookie. Um mm.
0: something Donald.
1: Uh what's his name? Aaron Don
0: uh, Aaron. Aaron Donald.
1: Yeah. Aaron man, that, that man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like I, I I think the Rams are for real. Especially after the draft. I ask ask let's let's revisit this after the draft. I gotta see their course of action, and then I'll be able to tell you if they're gonna be a beast or not.
0: Yeah, I mean their secondary is 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 legit. Tali Peters, um, they got some some guy named Robbie Coleman I never heard of, but according to Pro Football Focus, he's ranked nineteenth of one hundred and twenty-one. Um, some guy named last name Jordan, and they just lost. Uh, I think um, Tremaine Johnson. I think he's go- he's going to uh, the Jets. But outside of that, their secondary is going to be uh, hellacious. And I think by letting Sammy Watkins go, and to be fair, they didn't really utilize him uh, the way that I think the Chiefs will, and we'll talk about them in a minute. So, and I think they they were like, "Look, we're going to ground and pound it," and it was all girly, and and they may do with whatever other receivers they had. And I think Robert Robert Woods was on that team too. Um, So, and I think what they're saying is that we believe in Goff to the point that he doesn't really need elite wide receiver talent. At least we thought Sammy Watkins was or could be that. I mean, we're talking about the impact he's going to have on the Chiefs. So, obviously, there's talent there. It just hasn't really been utilized, I think, up to the point that that we've had a chance to see it because of the – quarterbacks or the systems that he's played in but we've seen the potential that he has so um so yeah I think they're saying look and if you're right Ralph if FIFO if you're right FIFO and they go out and, and get a get a wide right receiver in the draft then they're saying with golf and Gurley in the secondary that's all we need so we'll see how it go um but sp- speaking of like signing Sammy Watkins has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is the signing that I like. I haven't seen Pat Mahomes play enough, so I don't know what the kid got. But he has enough to the point where they shipped off Alex Smith, to the point where they moved up in the draft to take him. Um, So they really believe in this guy. So we know offensively they have a lot of weapons. And I think with them signing him, they definitely want to give Pat Mahomes that. Um, And B, what – so what do you think? Because I know you were about to talk about this a few minutes ago. So um, you you like this move by the Chiefs?
3: Yeah, man. It shows offensively them boys about to be loaded. I, I like I, – when I saw that – I, and I didn't even know they made – I ain't no Sam. I thought Sammy Watkins was still a ram. When I saw that he was a part of the Kansas City, you got – you got – you got – Travis Kelsey. If, if Kelsey can stay 100% healthy throughout the season – it was somebody else I forgot. That I saw they got, too. I was like, man, man, Chiefs, they, man, that AFC, that AFC West going is going to get a lot tougher, boys. Because right now, we, Chiefs, you got the Chiefs, Raiders, uh, Chargers, and the Broncos, man. So, yeah, the AFC West should be pretty interesting if those guys can all stay healthy and be productive. Um, but, yeah, I like that move, man. I, I thought that was, I'm like, man, I like when teams will and deal, man. I see Bears trying to get them a much-needed receiver in Allen Robinson. Um, he can now go somewhere and be like the main main guy. Cause I think uh, he was sharing a lot of time with uh, Alan Hurts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I like them I like what Kansas City doing, man. And they still, you know, they still got good. You know, they still good on the defensive side of the ball too. So, uh, hey, hope Andy. Let's hope uh, Andy Reid. Wait a minute, did Andy Reid get fired?
0: No, no, no. He's oh, still there. Let, let's He's see what Andy Reid gonna do.
3: Let's see. Hey, let's Andy. see what he gonna do with this with this talent he got now. Because boy. And who is the quarterback?
0: Pat Mahomes. He yeah, loved Alex. Pat Mahomes.
3: Okay, I'm about to say yeah, because I know Alec, Alex Smith was gone. So yeah, yeah.
0: nah, they they what? they they, give it, they turning the keys over to the rookie man. Well, you know he's a second year player now, but it's it's his job now. Like he's supposed to be the future in in Kansas City with Andy Reid, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill on the other end. You know who's a burner, and then they, like you said, Kelsey, and then you got Kareem Hunt. Nah, hey man, and Pat Mahomes to to let it fly. You yep. know, we'll we'll see. I I like we'll him and I think they can be definitely uh I don't know if you can call them a sleeper team because, you know, I I think with that signing they're going to put they put the NFL on notice, but we still got to see Pat Mahomes play. You know, so that's that's the the question mark we have around this team, but we know with Case Keenum uh a competent quarterback and Case Keenum going to Denver with that defense. You know, Sammy Watkins going to Kansas City offensively, they're gonna be loaded. Gruden's back in 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 Oakland. Uh and then of course, you know, you still have the the Chargers who's doing nothing. Like the West is gonna to be tough, man. The West is gonna to be tough. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what, what that what that uh turns out. And I'm actually excited for the NFL and I hope they don't do anything stupid so I can watch it this year. Um, (laughs) so, so we'll see, um, man. So I just saw this, man. Uh, FIFO, your boy, D'Angelo Russell went off man in the first quarter, seven threes, 24 points. Um, we haven't talked about him since he left, uh, the Lakers. And you guys know I was hard on the brother last year, but now that we've seen him out of LA in Brooklyn, I think now is a good a good time to kind of just reassess the second year pick of, of the draft. Um What do you guys think about him, man? Like, what 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 what, what is he going to be like?
1: Stars? He's depth superstar? Above no. average player? You t-
2: no what superstar? Is, do you take that out
1: all. of your vocabulary. Do you take that <laughs> out of the vocabulary, bro? No. Right, Mm-mm. right. That's not, no, that's not what he is. I think he could be a five-time or less all-star. I think he has talent. Uh, I think what he's going to struggle with is consistency. Um, I don't, I, I think he's one of those tweener guys. I think uh, his passing ability makes him a point guard, but I think his mentality is more scoring. Uh he has not shot a consistent percentage in his throughout his career, but he's had moments like this, you know what I'm saying maybe not seven threes in the first half or nothing like that. you know that's he's just hot as hell. But um, when you play with talent, that happens, man. Like even even Bobby Jackson from the Sacramento Kings back in the day scored fifty some points. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are uber talented. But I think where D'Angelo is gonna fall short is he doesn't have the athletic ability to compete at a high level, and then his skill set isn't isn't elite either. You know, so I think that's that's why we're gonna see him be inconsistent uh, for the most of for the most part of his career. I think he's really gonna have to play with a lot of talented guys around him. Um, but I just think he's a piece. He's not the piece or a piece I would build around. Uh personally, I think he could be maybe the third best, fourth best player on a championship team. Uh and I think that's why he can be, you know, a sometime all star, but not perennial. Uh definitely not that. Um I I think eventually he'll be, you know, a career backup, honestly. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't think he is that special. I think it's too early to give up on him. And obviously he is space time and opportunity. Brooklyn didn't have any picks and then they were able to acquire Jaleel Okafor and, uh, D'Angelo Russell. So it's like drafting. So they have to just do whatever they have to do, you know, to, uh, to get young talent in there, and that's exactly what he is. But what what's that going to amount to? I I I don't know, man. I don't I don't think D'Angelo Russell is that special. And I, and and w- was I high on him coming out? I uh, think I said I, I felt Philly should have took taking him a little bit, yeah. Uh, but I I I think I want to say Q was way high on him versus me. Um, he, yeah, because he wanted bed. him
0: for Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted him for Philly. Well,
1: well, who who went number one that year? I think it was Towns. I don't know. Yeah, look it was Cat. Yeah, I want to say it was Cat and then D'Angelo, and then Jaleel. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep.
0: At some point, do you think he can be a top ten point guard in, no. in the NBA? Okay.
1: No, 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 no. So he will no. just, just be outside. Yeah, on that. no, it's it's a wrap. It, 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 it's too it's too many young guys coming in that I think are going to be ahead of him. And then there's too many established guys that aren't going to be going anywhere anytime soon. So no, no, not at all.
0: But imagine though, imagine if D'Angelo and Jaleel somehow managed to turn into the potential that they were drafted at and, and the Nets managed to basically just get them for essentially almost nothing. Man, that would be freaking nuts—a um, a second and third pick that just got lost in other in, in other teams, or uh, the Lakers gave up on him for you know Alonzo Ball. So, what do you think, B? You think he'll ever, he could <laughs> be a top on. ten guy? Oh, go ahead.
1: Hold on, hold on, B. Before before you go, uh, uh-huh. just want just want to talk about something that you said. I think Ken, when 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 you when you take guys like D'Angelo and Jaleel, you have to be committed and what that means is is that you're bringing in a you're bringing in a coaching staff a front office that believes in them and you're go- you're gonna build your team around them you see what i'm saying because mm-hmm. if you don't do that then what are they they're just uh, bargaining chips again right so so if it does pan out right and i think brooklyn this is just where they are this is just the reality of the situation you have to commit to, for at least the next three years Four years To developing them And building your current team Around their skill sets, Or else you're just doing These guys a, a, a disservice You know what I'm saying? Because obviously yeah. it's not like D'Angelo Russell wasn't getting time In LA It was just you know obviously he clashed With, with Swaggy P and he, he broke a, a big time bro code um, and, and, and he was Inconsistent And Magic felt, you know, he had to make the move to to bring in a point guard that more suited what they what their vision was for the future. Right. Um, And then with Jaleel, you know, injury, they drafted three bigs back to back to back Uh, It it just happened. You know what I'm saying? It it, it just kind of happened. So, again, with Brooklyn, they just have to be able to commit. You know what? We're going to play a slower style. We're not going to play trendy NBA basketball. We're going to play a a brand of basketball that we feel that we can maximize our team with. You know, they're going to have to be a version of uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, Mm -hmm. Jaleel has to be a version of Mark Gasol, and uh, D'Angelo has to be a version of Mike Conley. You know what I'm saying? They're going to play. They have to play a grit and grind uh, type of game. They're going to have to draft some defenders and three and D guys. You know, like you have, like when you make these moves. It's not just to make it just, you know, for it to be sexy. No, you have to commit to it. This this is your rebuild. And it starts with these two guys.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that Um, because I think they need to know, you know, and see what they got. Um, I mean, those guys were drafted high for a reason. And I think teams just haven't really had a chance to see what they got got in them so now is a perfect time to to find that out um what are, what are your thoughts on on d'angelo um b i mean yeah i
3: mean yeah he's not going would you would you say a top 10 player
0: yeah i mean you know top um, 10 point guard point guard just point guard not player um no i don't
3: know i see him being the top 10 point guard i mean of course he's he, he's gonna ball out when he's like the guy in brooklyn you know what i'm saying in, in brooklyn is i do like he, he do seem poised you know like he got he got that ice in his vein he's not afraid to step up you know as a as a young guy that's that's real good to see but nah, i don't see him being top 10 material uh pg man i yeah I, I gotta i gotta agree with FIFA on that i knew i knew FIFA was gonna break it down to your neck. because I, I don't know you just bringing that question out because you Thought he was gonna be top ten, or you see him being top ten PG, but I don't see it.
0: No, nah, you it know I, I I called him a bust, man, J'Angelo bus bustle, um, but um,
3: yeah, you did, you did, you called it, Yep, sure did, sure yeah. Did.
0: But um, but yeah, now nah, we we you know I know we we um you know when he came out in two thousand fifteen and and you know he played um you know we talked about him uh uh often on the show or whenever we got to, you know. Quite, you know, a few bit often on the show, so and we haven't had like a follow up conversation um, on him in in quite some time. And now that we have, he has a full season away from there um, in, in the Nets. Uh, and after what he did this night, it felt like a good time to just kind of reassess what D'Angelo Russell uh, may potentially be in in the NBA um, somewhere down the line. But that was a hell of a draft, two thousand fifteen. Uh, and I think there are still some guys uh, developing from that draft. Um, so, anyway, uh, just want to go through some quick headlines. Uh, we don't have to spend much time on it. Uh, if you've got thoughts, share them. If not, it's no big, we can move on. But um, we, we know the Warriors lost twice. Um, people are already saying they should be concerned because they uh, have lost two games without Steph. Um KD has been playing out of his mind, but they haven't amounted to anything. Um and now the the word is Steph is gonna be out another week. Um it,
3: Thanks a lot, Steph. Oh
0: wow.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. That's right. You do have him. Damn, B. Damn, man. And it's that the and it's
3: the it's the playoffs. Yeah, Thanks I know. Thanks a lot, Steph.
0: Wow, that sucks. Um Nice, man. Is there I mean, should we be concerned at all? I mean, with this No, no.
3: No. They're, they're bored. They they bored, man. They they just they hitting that they're hitting that mental block that most teams get when you want Lakers done. We saw the 3P Lakers, but the Kobe Shaq Lakers go through. B
0: B, there's one thing to be bored and and they've turned it up. We've we've seen this, but there's another when Steph has had ankle problems, when, when he's having an ankle issue and he's, he's had it all year long. And these things don't heal. It could happen again. So, I don't so know, you, man. So, you
3: telling me, so, wait, wait. so, you're telling me the same team minus Kevin Durant that has Stephen Curry by himself that led a team to a championship, you tell me Kevin Durant, who's you know, six, eleven, seven foot, that can't lead to lead that same uh no, Golden state squad minus no Stephen B. Curry
1: to a championship? No, no B. You know why? And, and obviously this has been debated, and I've watched a couple of telecasts and, and, and got some stats and stuff to to to, uh-huh. to prove to prove this. Point. <laughs> and, and I got and another I, question. I, I, I got
3: another question to ask y'all once before I finish, but go ahead, people. Okay.
1: When when without Steph Curry and only Kevin Durant. They play at the 27th slowest pace in the NBA. And they are minus like 9 or 10 points a game. That's huge. Wow. It's a a completely different team. That's the difference between having your most important player and the best player on the squad. Kevin Durant is the best player on their team. 6'11", shooting guard, handle, blocks, everything, right? But Steph Curry is the engine. Steph Curry is the key to making that work the way it does because the man shoots from 40 with consistency. You got to guard this guy way the hell out there and you can't double him. If you look at why the pick and roll is so lethal with Golden State is because you have to trap Steph Curry off the pick and roll. If you don't do that, he is going to shoot you or pick you apart. So once you do that, that leaves either KD Draymond as a decision-maker with numbers. It's already going to be four on three. And you got shooters in both corners. And you have a, a, a great decision-maker with the ball in his hand. That, that's, that's impossible to guard. But you take Steph out the equation, that, that, that becomes a lot easier to guard because now you can pick and choose your poison. With Steph and KD and Draymond out there, you cannot pick your poison. It's impossible. It, because Clay, Clay is in the corner. You got Zaza coming, uh, cutting uh, baseline. It, it's it's too much to guard. You're always going to be at a disadvantage. So, no, I don't think the Steph Curry-less Golden State Warriors can get past Houston in a seven-game series right now. If the, if the playoffs started right now without Steph Curry, and this is the Western Conference final. I'm taking Houston. And you know how I feel about James Harden Uh-oh. in the playoffs. You know how I feel. But I'm taking them because I, I just think that the pace that Houston plays at, and they can maintain that pace with the first or second unit without Steph Curry, that's a completely different Golden State Warriors team.
0: Yeah. Right, so yeah. What's your other question? Another, what you,
3: what you another question. Okay. So. I didn't even know. Man, it's amazing how the Western Conference like it switched so quick within the last like 2 weeks because, you know, Bro, San Antonio a was a 3 game seed
1: from 4 to 8.
3: Yeah, wow. San Antonio was a 3 seed and now they they right now they are looking out. They're on the outside looking in. But um the way Portland's been playing and the way they've been on the roll, is it okay? I'm not, I'm not saying he should win it, but is it okay to throw his name in the MVP conversation, Damian Lillard? Especially if Portland remains the three seed in the West.
0: Well, yes. yeah, he
3: got. I, I just play. said I'm, in the conversation, yeah. not saying yeah. he should win he it. I'm just saying play. like exactly. when you when you start tallying up the MVP, you know, candidates, do you think do you think he's deserving to be a candidate for this season? Yes. yes. I do too. I do too, and I mean the reason why I ask because it's like nobody's talking about it. Like Portland has won like I think ten or Trading eleven straight. Room. Yeah, yeah, ten straight. Number three, three seed in the West. If they hold this up and you know win about you know fifty, fifty two, fifty three, fifty four games, and Damian Lillard is playing out of his mind the remainder of this season, you got to put his name in that MVP in the MVP uh, candidate. You got to. He is playing lights out, dude. Like he is playing so. Light. He is. We talked about he him is. last week too. Before when you wasn't in, but yeah, like that dude. People gotta start putting respect on Damian Lillard's name. Like for they real. do.
2: They like, really seriously. do.
3: I'm serious, seriously,
1: because he show up, man. He show
3: up in the playoffs too. He show yeah. up.
1: He just hasn't had the squad. And here's the thing: I think he has to be considered an MVP candidate. But there, I I don't know if they can get past the second round. I, like I I just think that that team is fundamentally flawed, just like the Clippers were. They're missing that 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 Rudy Gay. If you gave them guys Rudy Gay i believe in them. But they missing that three-man that, that is versatile, that's athletic, because it's not Al Farouk. It's, it, it's, it's not Evan Turner. You know what say I'm saying? Even though they're nice pieces, they're not starting caliber. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like, you know, in the offseason when Melo was considering where he should go, oh, man, he would have went to Portland.
3: That would have been scary. It's funny, too, because right now I'm looking. If the playoffs start today— Portland will be playing New Orleans in the first round. That would be that would be a hell You're of a first them. round I would love to watch. Yeah.
0: And and the thing about this this 10 game winning streak um like I, I like to look and look at the competition. And I mean they haven't beaten up on scrubs. I mean they they played some nah. some teams that were down, but I mean they've beaten the Warriors twice. They beat the Thunder and they beat the the Timberwolves, who actually had a really nice win over the Warriors, uh, Sunday. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was was amazing down the stretch in the fourth quarter. So um, so yeah, B. I'm I'm in agreement, man. I, I think he should definitely be uh, in the MVP discussion. I'm glad you brought that up because you know we we uh, last week FIFA we made a, a commitment to uh, talk about Dame more and put his name uh, not name out there more because. Not enough people in the sports media are, are talking about him. He has to score four straight threes in order to um, pop on people's radar. So, um, yeah, so, so, so good one, B. Uh, you know what? Another thing, B, I'm glad you brought up the MVP because I, I thought about this when I was driving into work, and I got a theory. I think that James Harden is more concerned with winning the MVP than he is winning the title. He hasn't won MVP twice and he could have been he could have actually won it twice depending on who you're talking to some people feel he did. So I've been looking at them play and looking at his numbers and it's a lot of ISO. I think James Harden and this this is conspiracy theory can and I know I've thrown these things out there before with Draymond Green and other people but I don't know man, I think James Harden is so fixated on winning this MVP that He's more concerned about that than anything else. Am I off base? I
1: think nope. for James, I think for James Harden, I think it's more realistic to be the MVP than to be the champion, because at least in the in the two previous seasons, right? Because Golden State, we know they're a juggernaut. Like, we know that. Like, we know that they're going to steamroll. At 100%, they're going to steamroll damn near every team they play in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, regular season. They're just that damn good. They are one of the best teams ever, ever. Like, let's put them in that conversation. Let's stop, you know, lollygagging, beating around the bush. Oh, well, it's not enough time in it. I don't know if it's a classic. Nah, 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 nah. I've been watching basketball for a long damn time. They are up there as uh, amongst one of the greatest. But I think for James Harden, you know the way he's been playing and can he he's been an ISO pick and roll guy. That, that that that's that's been his game. That 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 has not changed. You know he's unselfish. He creates other shots. He creates opportunities. But at the end of the day, man, like that's just his game. And I but think, I felt like it so,
0: changed up a little bit this year with the addition of Chris Paul.
1: Nah, it's been the same thing. What, what what's changed? Go ahead, detail me what changed.
0: I think it, I think they played I I think it wasn't all James. It wasn't all James Harden bring the ball up, do a couple of uh crossovers and dribble between your legs and and all that and then I'm going to go to the hoop and and pass it to the open shooter. Like it felt like they had more of a a, a, a system in place that was built around Paul and Harden and it seemed lately it's been. It is. They've deviated away from that. They've gone back to just strictly ISO basketball, and and I don't think like when they played the Boston Celtics, that's that's all I saw. And when I watched them earlier in the year, they didn't play like that. So that's what I'm saying. It feels I, like he's trying to win the MVP. I, well,
1: look, I think I think I think that this year, at least for Houston, has been a, more of an emphasis on moving the ball. Um, on the perimeter, uh, you know, playing a little bit more hot potato versus it being maybe one or two passes after James Harden getting the shot. You know, they're they're making the third and fourth and the extra pass beyond that at times. I think that's the difference that you see. But realistically, the, the system hasn't changed much. And I think DeAntoni was masterful in how he utilized James Harden and CP because CP came out the game relatively early, let James do his thing, and then CP comes back in with the second squad and he just runs them out. You know, he runs the second squad out the gym. You know what I'm saying? So, so I think it's more so how DeAntoni has been able to manipulate the lineups based off of when he takes players out, but the system mm-hmm. is, is is the same. I just think that they've had a, a, a bigger. A more conscious effort to move the ball to make more passes out 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 of out of the pick and roll, but I don't think it's changed much. Um, and then at the end of the day, let's be honest. You know, when 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 you have a, a guy like James Harden or LeBron or you know uh, um, Russ or whatever, when it when when the, when, when it's game time, it, like it, it's going to come on you. It, it's on you, especially when you're a guy that creates. Opportunity, not not only for yourself but for other people like even in okc ken like down the stretch the ball was in whose hands russ. in okc Nah, it was in james harden's hands james harden hey. was the primary decision maker in okc with russ and kd and james harden James and james harden james harden was the primary decision maker Russ played off the ball, KD played off. Yeah, the, ball. Russ played really off the Yeah, Russ was really young. Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't there yet. But I. Yeah, you you just but, reminded me because I didn't I didn't really remember that. But okay.
1: Yeah, and, and because James Harden is he's a poised decision maker. That that's just his game. He got that old man game. He's always been that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that and now down the stretch, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you get in, in in tight games because they haven't been blowing out teams uh, as of late. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's gonna be James Harden happy. He's an MVP candidate. All MVP candidates get those opportunities. I I, I just I, I I think you're slightly misguided on you know them them just putting an emphasis on James Harden like that. I, I don't know, Ken. I I disagree with you there. I I think James
0: Harden is putting an emphasis on James Harden, and you make and the way you 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 phrased it, I, I think is 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 perfect. The MVP is his. Is, is, is his national? Is his championship?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's more attainable. Let's be honest, but not this year, though. I I, I think they they truly have a, an opportunity to win a chip, especially if if Steph had, continues to have an ankle problems.
0: But he'll settle for the MVP, <laughs>
2: of course, of course.
0: Um, uh, yeah. So the Spurs are blowing out Orlando uh, by forty. Be your your man every time I, I i see a beat down by detroit man i just i i just you, you, what you say just start ringing um but yeah. i don't know
3: why you didn't listen good gracious
0: but uh Kawhi was supposed to come back and now he's not coming back like this is a mess like a complete mess in san antonio man and and um and we we've given uh greg popovich a lot of praise but I'm surprised at how all of this went down, man, and now you can't seem to win a game. Like, to lose 11 or 14, like, I never thought I would see this. They went from winning with these same players to the unable to finish with these same players. Um, man, like, this, this like, B, when you said it, man, it, I, I didn't even know. Like, I thought they were at least the 8th seed. I didn't know they were, like, 10th or ninth. Like, I didn't know they were on the outside looking in. And um, I, I found it funny that with them going through this losing streak, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back. And now all of a sudden that's, that's been put on hold. Um, is it – are things changing in San Antonio? Like, did Tim Duncan really hold it down like that, that much, that – they have to basically rebuild this whole culture in San Antonio. But this is unheard of for Popovich to lose eleven or fourteen.
3: I don't know, man. You you could be on to something as far as the whole the the uh the culture changing in San Antonio as we know it. Um Duncan seemed like he was he was the spinal cord of that of that of the of the of, the, of each of those teams that played consistently so many years and it's just like it's amazing seeing like if this was starting with Kawhi and he's gone and we just started seeing crumbling, that would be really interesting. If we, oh, we don't, but you know, because you know, I'm a huge Greg Pop fan. You know, I think he's a great coach. Um, but, but you know, you know, Spurs always have backup plans. We've seen them get guys and have guys come out and be like, "Wait a minute, where did they get this guy from? Like, how did DeShonte this guy?" fall? Murray. Yep, that's a prime example. So. You know, if, if Kawhi leaves and, say, Spurs missed the playoffs for, what, the first time since 97, 98, or whatever, uh, and in, in first time in damn near 25 years, you know, 20, 21 years, that'll be, that'll be really interesting. I, I think we've just been so used to seeing them perform so consistently at a great level. Then, yeah, of course, them making, missing the playoffs and losing, you know, 13 of their last 15, of course, we're gonna be shocked, or we're gonna be like something's wrong. Where you know maybe this might be a good, a somewhat of a good restart if they don't make the playoffs. You know, say they miss it by like two games or something like that. And you know maybe this would be a good time for the organization to kind of get hit like a reset button and and you know get go through the draft and go through free agency. Well, I, I say draft, not free agency, because it's not like a lot of guys are jumping off the ship to go play in San Antonio, but um, cause it's a small market city. But um, yeah, I. I won't jump the gun and be like, oh, my God, panic. It's a, new, it's a new thing going. But it does make you think, like, damn, was Tim Duncan really, like, that spinal cord of the Spurs? Like, was he really that guy that kept everything together and kept everybody standing up strong? So makes you wonder. But, I mean, I'm not going, like, freaking panic yet. Even if they missed the playoffs, I'm like, well, you know what? This, this Kawhi was out. They superstar was, you know, a guy that's arguably top five. At one point, he was considered top five, top four player in the league. Yeah. He was out pretty much the whole season, and now, you know, they, they just crumbled, you know, so I I won't throw no panic, but I I think Spurs, they seem, with Greg popped there, I think they still seem smart enough to kind of get things back on track eventually.
0: Man, uh, they lost eight of their last ten, three straight. They are in danger of missing the playoffs for the first time since 1996. Okay, and 96, wow. That incredible, incredible, and um, and you know, Pop said that Leonard has to be cleared by his medical staff, and he's frustrated. And you know, for me, like I, I got to look at Leonard a little sideways, like understand wanting to be healthy and making sure you're you're healthy and that you can come back and perform and play at a high level and look it out for yourself because at the end of the day, you know, you are the business. But but this has been messy. And typically San Antonio doesn't do messy. And I and as much talent as Leonard has, a guy who is the player he is thanks to pop for you to allow outside influences like I guess your uncle to come in and and manipulate you in in a way like this. Um, it's telling and I'm, I'm, I'm just disappointed in the brother, man. Um, and even when he returns, it may not be enough because his minutes are probably going to be limited and you know, with, with the way the West is shaping up, they, they may miss it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. But it's just, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in Leonard, man. And I hope, uh, they come back and they get this thing uh back on the on the right track. So, but if if not, then they need to probably part ways with him because he, the brothers can't seem to stay healthy. So so I don't know. That's that's ugly. Um anyway, you know what? Doc Rivers. I think we need to give Doc Rivers some 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 credit, man. Some love. Um I think at one point earlier in the season you know the Clippers looked like they were a wash. They weren't going to do anything. They were absolutely terrible. But um, but they're 37 and 29, and and Doc Rivers has turned this season around. Um, they're not as dominant as we were, but at one point we were looking. At least I was looking at Doc Rivers saying, "Hey, questioning his ability to coach." But he's lost Blake. He's lost. Chris Paul, and he just got a lot of pieces back, and somehow, some way, you know, this this, this brother is, is is what? What is he right now? Um, seventh, seventh in the West. So, you know, I think we need to give Doc Rivers some credit for coaching in a tough division with uh, a, a bunch of guys. I mean, have you guys? What do you guys think of the coaching job Doc Rivers has done this year, given all of the changes that happened with the Clippers coming into the season and during the season?
1: I think you know, people always want to dump on on Doc, um, but I, I've always been a believer. I, I think that Doc, the GM, held back Doc, the coach. And I think Doc can be great at either one, but I don't think he could do both at the same time. Um, and I think I think that was the demise because you know at, at the end of the day, the business is you know upper management may feel a certain type of way about a player or a situation or the culture, and then you know the head coach can you know kind of wash his hands and be like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm just the chef, you know, I'm not I'm not the grocery. I don't go buy the groceries. I'm just cooking with whatever they give me. You know what I'm saying? And and you can kind of build that bond with your, with your players. But when, you know, you're the coach and the GM and coach doc says, nah, bro, you know, I love you. And then GM doc trades you. Like, what kind of, like, that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? I think that was difficult to manage. I think that was partly the reason why they, they, they were never able to get that wing player that they needed. Um, I think that, you know, him giving his own son $40 million over three years was, you know, a tough pill to swallow when you have other guys, um, pop, you know, more 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 skillful or possibly more talented that you could have got around the same price. You know, it, it's just there's a lot of dynamics. And I think what Jerry West was able to do was alleviate some of that pressure for Doc to be the great coach that he is. You know, I, I, I think that we... You know, so, so, sometimes people want to give him the overrated tag, but I, but I, but I think Doc is one of the better coaches in the league, and you you, you were able to see that this year. You know, managing injuries, managing uh, not starting the, the the season with CP3, trading Blake midseason yeah, that that's 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 a tough job, man. That that was definitely a tough job, and I, I don't know how many other coaches could have done a better job. Uh, I don't know if Doc Rivers' future is going to be with the Clippers. But I, I put it to you like this: I think he'll land another job soon if he wants it, and I think he needs to leave the dual hat. Ha- <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me, the dual role alone. He, he just needs to focus on one or the other.
0: Yeah, I mean they started out eight and fifteen, and and even after that,
2: it, it didn't get better.
0: Like they won three in a row, but when it was all said and done, they were uh, eleven and eighteen, and around that that time, they were you know they were climbing uphill and. You know, in the West, to, to go from that to to be in the playoff hunt with the midseason trade of, like, your best player, the guy you gave five a five-year contract to, that you were going to, I guess, build your team around to do that, um, is, is, says something about his coaching and building. And I think this year he's proven that he isn't overrated because, I mean, Patrick Beverly lost for the season. He just lost Avery Bradley for, for the season. Um, uh, Den- Denilo Gallinari has been basically lost for the season because he can't stay healthy. I mean, this dude has been doing it with, you know, guys like, well, of course, with his son, Austin Rivers, uh, Milos, I can't even say his last name, some rookie uh, named Tyrone Wallace, and he, Lou Williams is balling you know um so yeah man and and Montreal's Harold who's been getting off coming off the bench so um yeah man i, I just wanted to I, I you know he he's done a a really really good job considering how the season started and given the roster that he has um you have any thoughts on that B
3: um yeah i do agree with uh with people I mentioned earlier cuz i was going to state that like he he definitely don't need to wear the two hats <laughs> Uh, you were the, with the uh, president and coach, GM and coach, um, that he was. I think they took that away from him, though, in Clippers. I think he's just a head coach now, but yeah, um, other than that, I, I don't really have nothing much to say about Doc Rivers. I didn't even know anything, I, I hadn't even keeping up with the whole Clippers Doc Rivers situation.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It was just something like I just saw they start off 4 0 and then they started losing. I'm like, oh man, Doc Rivers, maybe he can't coach and then thing you know they started winning games and I just think not a lot of people are giving them the credit so so there you have it um last thing man uh well you know what we never did mention uh Richard Sherman I don't know if you got have any thoughts on on him going to San Francisco to play with Garoppolo and with Garoppolo being one of the reasons why and uh plus the revenge factor um of about <laughs> to play against Seattle um any thoughts on 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 him going to uh to San Francisco?
3: Yeah, I was hoping he was. I know he was looking at the Lions, but um, nah, that'd been be a nice little addition to have on the defensive side. But um, you know, usually with trades, you know, it don't it don't never you never it never surprised me. Well, not trades, but when guys Sometimes, get picked yeah. up, when guys get picked up after they leave a the team, it's normally always they always stay within a division. You know, that's <laughs> pretty interesting, I guess. Is he from um, Bay Area? Because they talking about some he coming back home or something like that. Is he from out, out in the Bay? Yeah, I know I he went to college in Stanford. You know, and then he's playing in Seattle, so he's pretty much been a West Coast dude his entire career. So, you know,
0: I think he's from yeah. Oakland. If if or not. So yeah, that's what, uh, okay, so that's why they up.
3: say he's back home because he's playing with San Francisco now. Okay, no, he's, he's from
0: playing. no no he's from Compton. Oh
3: okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they they talking about something he back home, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was from Oakland. I I thought he was from from like Los Angeles somewhere or whatever. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Um... I mean,
3: you know, I I think you know they got Jimmy G. I think he's gonna add some, you know, some some uh, veteran presence in the in the locker room for the defensive side. So it's gonna be interesting. I mean, you know, it's sure it's not the Richard Sherman of the Legion of Boom, but you know, it's always good to have that 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 veteran locker, that, that someone that knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl and add some veteran pedigree
0: in that locker room so I think that's I think that's good. Yeah. Um yeah, I you know, we we'll, we'll see what happens when you get there, but um I know he received a lot of criticism for negotiating his own, his, his own contract, uh being his own agent a lot of people are giving him a flat for that which I got thoughts, but I'll save them for for another day. Um but but yeah, I mean, you got the no, guy go coming ahead, off go ahead and spill the beans. I Say mean, it. the guys coming off a, a, an Achilles injury and you know so I, I think what he did was he's essentially betting on himself um, people are looking at the contract and saying that the 49ers came came out winners of the agreement but for one he saved himself a lot of money by not having to pay enough, uh, pay somebody else to do hmm. the deal was the middleman. And, right and and he's smart enough to do it so I don't think he's going to go into this situation not knowing how to negotiate the contract or what he's worth so for people to say he got crushed on his contract, I'm pretty sure at least I would like to believe that Richard Sherman will be smart enough to know what's a good deal and what, what isn't. So it's just it's like it's like it's the same thing that's happening with Lamar Jackson, you know, with him having his mom represent uh, him with his mom being his agent. And people are, you know, criticizing that it's like let let you know what's wrong with black folks doing their thing man. Let them do their thing and not pay a middleman to handle business that they could handle themselves. Cause we don't know the agent may have gotten them a worse deal. You know, so I'm I'm all for black people taking agency of of their own business, taking agency of themselves and and saying, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. I don't need anybody else to do something I could do for myself. So for people to be criticizing him because of that, I think mainly because it's Richard Sherman too, because he's black, and and um and three because of the way that he left Seattle. So I don't know, man. It's just I think it's a little bit unfair. And salute to Peter King for coming out to defend him because of that. So I think he got the best deal that he could, considering you know the fact that uh, you know he had a he had a Achilles. So, anyway, um, the last thing I have, <laughs> and I feel like we're starting – we're like those other programs too, but um, we, we need to fix the calves, Ralph. We need to fix the calves, man. Um, this is getting out of hand. I know they have a lot of injuries. I know Lou is still trying to figure it all out. Hood was out. Tristan Thompson hurt and everything. But I think we need to finally fix the calves so they can get ready for the playoffs. So Love, it was reported today that Love is still two weeks away, which means they, they, they still got two weeks to deal with this mess. But I think that the Cavs are still talented enough to win games. I think that there's no way in hell they should have lost to the Lakers or the Clippers. And all Tyrone Lue has to do is bench JR, start Rodney Hood when he's healthy, Bench, Tristan,
3: Rodney Hood is injured right now Rodney Hood, Usman, Tristan Thompson and Love. Uh,
0: Osmond don't need to play anymore <laughs> Osmond don't need to play anymore let's just go ahead and just get that out the way so I think he needs to utilize George Hill more and Kyle Corver more I, for the, I just have no idea why Kyle Corver doesn't play more and Raph if you have insight on that Please let me know. But I think JR Cal, need to go to – go ahead. Cal,
1: Cal, Cal Corbett can't, gra, can't guard my grandma, dog. Like, my, my grandma could cross Cal Corbra up, dog. Like, like that, that that that's the reason why he's not getting no playing time. Uh, I feel you on the JR move, but I also understand why Lou is keeping him there because he doesn't want to lose him mentally. If he moves him to the – he may just lose him, and then you just have dead weight on the bench that can't play because he's just too distraught. So, but I, I feel you from a basketball perspective, when Rodney Hood gets back, I would start Rodney Hood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Jr. wants to be a starter, and I, I, I feel that he's earned it overall, but he he this season has just been a debacle for him. Uh, he hasn't really been able to get off the snide, man. He, he gotta and I, th- I think they're gonna have to trade him. I, I think that's the only way that you fix the situation is by, by letting a guy like that go. Even though he's a LeBron guy, you got to let him go. Um, you know, they've gotten rid of uh, Damon, uh, what, not Damon, uh, the other Jones from Miami, uh, James Jones. Um, you know, they're gotten rid of Mike Miller. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even LeBron guys have gotten axed as of late. Uh, I, here's the thing, Ken. I, I can't say we have to fix the Cavs until we see the Cavs. We have not seen them 100% healthy. You know what I'm saying? Even with the new addition. Like, I, we have not seen them. So, I, I can't say that they need to be fixed.
0: I don't know, man. I, I think there, there are things that can be done now to get... Uh, like, when I look at the rotations, they just seem to be all over the place. And it's like, Lou has no idea who he wants to play, when he wants to play them, or how he wants to play them. And I understand that he has... Injuries on that team, but George Hill will play 15 minutes one night, 25 the next night, 30. Like he he can't he's he can't be on the court long enough to to get into a rhythm or or be much of an impact, you know. And I, I and I think like for a guy like Jr. that may be a little bit easier because he's while he started the last couple of years, he still can't easily probably adjust to coming off the bench a little bit more. Um, Jeff Green's minutes have been inconsistent. I think he 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 impacts the game in in good ways, and I don't think he gets enough time. But I don't know. I, I I agree with you to a to a certain to a certain point, but I think Lou has been a problem for the Cavs all year long, and it still continues. So I don't know, but Osmond. I think it's time to bench Osmond and um, and just play guys that are producing and Jr. is not producing, you know. George Hill looks terrible, and Kyle Korver can't even get minutes. But anyway, I mean, you're right, but you're wrong. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, man, um, I don't have anything else to do. Uh, any well. Let me take that back. I don't have anything else uh on the agenda tonight. Um I do want to say R.I.P. credit Mack. Uh extremely sad news seeing that the brother passed. He was forty six. So um yeah, my condolences go out to you and your family. Uh R. I. P. uh Russell Westbrook who got dunked on uh tonight. Um you know, it, it wasn't pretty, but they got the win. And um yeah, and that's it and Russ got another triple double. So, um so anyway, yeah, I don't have anything else. You got anything you guys have anything else?
3: Nope. I don't got nothing.
0: All right, cool, okay. cool. Um all right, well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Please subscribe to the show, share the show, and um
2: and we'll catch you guys back here next week. We out, peace. Peace.